evening, everyone, and Yo. welcome to the Funbox Monster Podcast. My name is Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. And we are talking about Basket Case 2 today. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a real delight. Uh, it goes too far consistently and uh, is really weird. But it, I don't think it goes too far. Just, it's just super fun is the thing. <laughs> it's, like, it's super weird. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's it's one of those movies that ranks up there with like uh, there's nothing out there, um, you know that I've, I I remember the first time I rented this like because it just right. blew me away and I was just like whoa I was not ready for this. <laughs> when you say it doesn't go too far, you're saying that you wish that the sex scene with the two chewed pieces of gum went on for a little <laughs> little while longer. Yeah, well I got the extended cut. Okay. <laughs> I wish it was 25 minutes long well, instead it's, it's of 20 se- minutes It's 17 long. in the extended, which oh. it does does get a little long in the tooth after a while. Lyle's got some stamina. Yeah, the lump grabbing <laughs> is just super hot. <laughs> God. But no, I, I mean, I I you know watched the first one. This was probably when I was like 15 or so and watched the first one and loved it. You know what I mean? And then I rented the second one kind of, I didn't know what I was getting into like at all. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? So no, I'm just like, oh, this is a continuation to the first part. What is going on? Like, whoa, this is different. But, like, it's a di- it's that kind of different it's... that totally works for me because I love silly shit. And oh, this is yeah. like watching a cartoon. It's just beautiful. Oh, it is. <laughs> it's magical. And it is. It's funny how this movie, you wouldn't think that something that Frank Henenlotter did would hold up over time in a way where so many of these kind of things. He's literally touching on a hundred themes that in any other movie, watching it 20 years later, 30 years later, whatever, mm-hmm. you'd be like, oh boy, that didn't age well. Yep. This movie pretty much ages Perfect. fine. Yep. I mean, like, it, is, it is 33 years old. It's not like, mm. it's not offensive. Like none of, there's no human oddity kind of element to it. And that's it's, on purpose too. They, really? they, they designed all the unique people uh, to, yeah. so they didn't, Mirror Amazing. real real life afflictions. Like so they didn't want to offend anybody or make somebody right. uncomfortable. Yes, so that's why that's why everybody's not, you it's, know, real disorder. It's it's man with twenty seven noses. <laughs> okay, so and and here's here's the thing that I, I I was hoping to see that because I haven't seen this since it came out. This yep. is the first time I've seen it in so oh, many I've years. Watched, I've watched this so many times over the I'd years. I'd been yeah. looking for it forever and couldn't find a copy. Oh, okay. Luckily now we have them available on Blu ray in the store. <laughs> At Coast oh, CoastCityComics.com. Coast yes, that's right. Sweet. But, uh, or stopping in person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, it, it's awesome, first off. But I was I was amazed that they didn't choose to give them like X-Men type abilities. Maybe it's the comic shop owner in yeah. me here. But I was surprised that there wasn't there weren't things that benefited them. Or unique ways that they killed people based on the the bodily afflictions that yes. they had. Yes, they did not do anything like, like that. Like, if they had someone who had sharp claws that tore someone apart. They have a gargoyle, but he doesn't do a, anything. They have a frogman, but he never he sticks just, out his tongue and swallows some someone whole. Yep. Which I was like, come like you're gonna that tongue's gonna come out the guy with the teeth bigger than your head that that guy's gonna chop somebody's face in half right somebody's face off no no so those i feel a little weird in that regard yeah 
They, I'm, uh, I'm not saying that it's in any way a bad. Mo- I, I love this movie. Oh yeah, and just but it, there are some things that you would expect like, some kind on, of payoff. For. <laughs> like we we meet Lorenzo with the opera voice. You know what I mean? And it's like it's funny for, but it's just a gag. Like I thought he was gonna make somebody's head explode with sound. Same waves. here. I mean, you think that's gonna happen when I you thought he was gonna yep. have banshee powers yeah. or whatever. And you know, and that I think that would have improved the movie. But again. We're talking about an A movie anyway, so who gives a shit? It's it would just maybe make it an A plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is really all. Uh, but man, wow, <laughs> amazing! You want to talk about it? Sure. You want to just go through it. Yeah, dude. That's what right. I'm here for. I'm not just here to sit around and look at all the cool things you can buy at CoCityComics.com. <laughs> we do have a lot of <laughs> shit in here right now. I did. I just bought a fucking full-sized Infinity Gauntlet made of it's, metal. It's as big as my it, torso, and it lights up. You can literally wear it like a mask. <laughs> <laughs> and someone did, and I was really afraid that they were going to break their neck, which is why it has a sign on it that says "Do not touch." Uh, <laughs> what are you going to for Halloween? Thanos's hand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it looked cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna lie, it was pretty fucking hilarious. Anyway, somebody buy the Thanos hand. It's yeah. humongous and it's taking up a and ton it's of like space. Thousand dollars. All right. <laughs> anyway, our okay. listeners are rich. They got this. Yeah, totally. Rich in spirit. That is. If oh you're shooting shit. Into us. Look at this. Uh, okay, I stapled my notes backwards, so <laughs> this will be fun. All right, so we get a quick recap of the first movie. Belial and his brother fall out of the window, and. You know, we have that little tense moment where he lets go and they both fall and they're ostensibly dead as we assumed at the end of the movie. Oh, what could possibly happen? No, they weren't completely dead. No, just they- a little dead. And then we cut to a newscast. I think it's a clever way to Oh, absolutely. Continue. And also, this movie's eight years after the original, yeah. too. So. so New York wasn't as scummy and sleazy looking as it was in the first movie, so they had to get the fuck out of there. And Dwayne's hair wasn't as big Ooh. anymore. I, I wish I wish he could have grown it out for the role to keep conti- for keep continuity I still, continuity. Sake, I still like his hair. He oh, got like he, a he got like a really nice haircut after he, he fell. He got a haircut in, in the hospital. Th- that was the first thing that they did when they got him in there. They were like, "Quick, he's got massive head wounds. Give him a really nice haircut." Give him a really nice haircut. <laughs> <laughs> but as Mark Twain would be want to say, uh, rumors of their death were greatly exaggerated. <laughs> And uh, we cut to a reporter describing the grisly scene, and we pull back to find a little adorable old lady straight out of a 50s sitcom watching TV, and she sees the reporter, and she's like, is that them? them. Okay. And then they take off. We now know that there's some potential connection. And what is up with the dude at the press conference who's like, keeps dabbing his mouth and looks like like he's going to throw up or something? So... that that is such a Frank Henenlotter character. Like he reminds me of like he's a spiritual successor to the the woman who was she a prostitute in the last. Oh, movie? Beverly Bonner. Yeah, she's right here in the intro too. Yeah, she's yeah, in yeah, there yeah. too. But she's very. Uh, this dude is like a very uh, like he's he's very much in the same school of acting. Yeah, <laughs> where he's staring right down the barrel of the camera. <laughs> Like, his eyes barely blink. I think he blinks, yeah. like, twice in this whole speech that he has. He's, like, completely bug-eyed. And then he's dabbing the sweat off his yeah. mouth. And it's... It, oh, it's Frank's awesome. directing. He's like, you're a natural! Yeah. <laughs> Act crazier! <laughs> what Another thing that totally makes sense... Uh, clearly, he was. He said that he did a ton of. Was like drinking tons of Jolt Cola through this yes. whole movie, and to the point where apparently, same thing with Frankenhooker. 
And so they drank a ton of Jolt Cola mm-hmm. and got sponsored for this yeah. movie by Jolt Cola. Yeah. I was like, this has to be. And then that was an IMDb trivia was that it was sponsored by yep. Jolt. I couldn't find any of the photos. Apparently there are photos of all of the family members drinking Jolt Cola oh, that cool. were like used for something. Yeah. Well, there's there's definitely stacks of them, the empty cans in the uh, oh, yeah. in the uh, bar fight later on that we see get knocked over. I mean, if I could have been sponsored by Jolt Cola at this time, I would have never stopped drinking. God, I used to chug that shit. Dude. Same. I used to tell t- telemarketing, and that was that was my day. I used to Oof. start at eight in the morning. I'd, I'd leave my house at seven. I'd stop at Seven Eleven. I'd get those yellow jacket uh, yep. speed tat pills. I'd go start chugging them down with Jolt, and then I'd just sell diet pills and shit. You oh, know, what an awful job. <laughs> <laughs> the re- man, when Jolt came back and they were selling them in those battery containers, remember oh, yeah, that? Yeah, I do remember that. They were like pop top like tins. Mm-hmm. They never had enough carbonation in them. Mm-hmm. They were always like flat. Flat, gross. It was like, man, you you wrecked style it. over substance. Yeah, gross. unfortunately. Anyway, okay, so uh, we uh, we join the two brothers in their separate hospital beds. Belial has clearly been upgraded oh, considerably. Oh, he looks great. He lo- there are some interesting choices here that we never see again. His eyes glow now. Uh, yeah, I think that was just to establish that he can telepathically link to Dwayne. Like, is that yeah? Is that a new power? I can't recall if they did that in the last movie. I think so. To I which, think to was, which no, said I, to me, man, it's been a long time since I've seen that one then. Because I always pop this one in. I love this in part three. Part three is also just bonkers like this. I have watched part one a million times, and I feel like there was always, that he was always talking to Belial as though he Oh, was, that's right. Yeah, so like he, a two-way conversation, but Belial never yeah, says but anything. Yeah, Belial so never right. says yep, anything. Okay, you're this totally is, right. This is the first time we ever hear Belial make any kind of real noise and, at all. And Belial also... Is able to stick to a wall like Spider-Man in this scene. Oh, I scene. love it. Me too. Oh my god. I wish we got more of that. We only get this one time. It's there's uh, so how's he doing that? <laughs> there's so much about Belial, and and that's I mean another wonderful thing about this. Like again, with not making this about like a human oddities or a sideshow kind of thing, it's about it's about basically mutants. It's about like X-Men style mutants. Yeah. So each one of these kind of characters does kind of have like a monster breed, like they're a night breed kind of creature. And a lot of these characters look like they're straight out of night breed. Oh, yeah. Breed. Hell yeah. There's even a, a guy a with moon a moon guy. face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but like, the so clearly when we find Eve later on, she is of the same species as Belial. Yeah. So whatever his monster designation is, he she's one of those. Yeah. And... I would like to know what his capabilities are. Clearly, he's massively strong. We know that. Yeah. And we was know- Eve also separated from somebody? Because Belial sure was. So fascinating. We never find out that backstory, I don't think. Because Eve, I mean... Oh, no, we definitely don't in this, yeah. No, no, no. There's, I mean, I can only assume... I don't think I, it covers anything in the third. It's been a while, but yeah, I don't think they... No, I don't think they, so. I don't think they dive into that at all. I mean, she clearly she had to have been a conjoined twin of yeah. some sort. Yeah, yeah. But uh, amazing. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. He can stick to a wall. He is psychic. His eyes do light up, and he can break shackles with the greatest of ease. Oh, yeah. He is. I, I mean, for being a chewed wad of gum, 
he is unbelievably powerful. Dwayne's also pretty strong, though, man. I mean, he hobbles out of that hospital with a broken leg with a cast with no crutches. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's so corny. Oh, it's so intentionally corny, though. Oh, it's I know. So I love Frank, it. Yeah. It's so Frank Hennon Definitely. It's very, it's played for He's comedy. He's like, oh, he can walk on a broken leg because he has a cast. I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, like, I mean... If Bruce Campbell was playing this role, it would have been very similar. You know, mm -hmm. like he's doing a real nice, like physical comedy yep. thing as he's going down the hallway. But anyway, um, oh, I'm 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 not knocking it. <laughs> no, no, no. It's so unrealistic. It's <laughs> stupid. No, and also he's a lot more Freddy Kruegerish looking too in this one. Cause he's, yeah, because he's been upgraded to yep. to foam latex yeah. as opposed to to hard slush latex, which yep. I think the original one was. It must have been because he's still. In, it's still intact because last time I was at Trash and Vaudeville, he was still up in the corner. Oh, cool. Like, if you go to New York to, to Trash and Vaudeville, he's like hanging out in the store. No kidding. Uh, at least he was the last time yep. I was there. Um, so, let's see. Uh, the second the nurse leaves the room, uh, he breaks his shackles, <laughs> which is a hilarious scene, too, because he just. It, he has no range of motion, which it's part of what makes him so delightful is the fact that anytime he attacks someone or does anything, he's still just a lump. It's just a big marshmallow. It's yeah. Like there's nothing moving. So yeah. the shackle breaks on his hand and he moves his hand afterwards. And it's like, <laughs> okay, got it. All right. But again, that's part of the charm. Um, and I guess this was probably like a jump scare in the eighties when his eyes open. But I don't know. I don't know if it worked. It didn't feel like a jump scare, but it felt like they were kind of going for it. Uh, all right. So Dwayne wakes up just as Blyle snaps his restraints and the nurse and cop on duty are too busy flirting. Well, it's one way flirting. The cop's yeah. flirting oh, and yeah. the nurse <laughs> is trying to blow him off. Um, and they don't notice that the patients have totally split. Uh, and so... <laughs> is that a pun intended? Yes. <laughs> using uh, using his new suction cup powers, Belial sticks to the door, grabs the cop, throttles him with one hand. Awesome. Uh, and I mean, he does look buffer than he did in the first oh, one. Yeah. So, you know, he's been working out while in the, what, 10 hours since he <laughs> fell out of the building. <laughs> and uh, so we get him hobbling down the hallway. Blah, blah, blah. He steals the janitor's cart and stuffs <laughs> Belial in it. <laughs> It's, I love that. I love how none of this makes any sense, like how he escapes the hospital. He's like, oh, and then he goes into somebody's room uh, and just steals their, their trench coat, puts that on over his Johnny, doesn't button it up or anything. He's got a gigantic bandage on his head, gigantic cast on his leg, and he's just hobbling out with a janitor's cart. So he doesn't look like a janitor whatsoever. <laughs> That's what a guy, that's what most janitors look like. They're luckily, all bandaged up. Yep. Luckily, luckily, all the nurses are on the rounds and, and the security guard is sleeping, which yeah. allows Dwayne and Belial a clean getaway. <laughs> I mean, he just would have killed that old man anyway. Yeah. So, uh, so meanwhile, while all of this nonsense is going on, uh, a reporter who's going to become a, a main protagonist, antagonist in this movie... Uh, she shows up and she's trying to get by security by bribing them. And we get this little like New York theater company playlet going it's on. so weird, right? <laughs> Where the cop is like, he's really flexing his acting yeah. chops. You're going to really piss me off, lady. Yeah. I love when she gives, tries to bribe with a $100 bill and he's like, oh man, that's something that's just going to make me really depressed and angry. 
choice of words was just hilarious. It's, it's great. That's gonna that's gonna make me depressed. <laughs> I wonder if that's an improv line or if that was written because that is a crazy line. Yes. A crazy line. Um, but it doesn't work. Cops really huffy. Nothing really happens. And uh, Dwayne and Belial make it outside. And then an old lady in a, gr- a gray wig pulls her van over and is like, get the fuck in here. You're going to get. This is just like when the girl pulled up in the blob when he got out of prison. Yep. Like, just a convenient car <laughs> pulling up at the same time you walk out of a building. Yep. Thingy ding. You're going to get got. Get in here. Go to get got. I know your aunt, she says, even though she is his aunt, right? Uh, I think she's talking about somebody else. What? Yeah. Really? She was like, I know your aunt. She was trying to get you help before. Okay. Another aunt. Another aunt. But she is his aunt, though, right? No. Oh, okay. I thought that was a, I thought that was a plot point. No, not at all. Okay. She's just... Dr. Freak, I believe, is yes. her nom de guerre. Because she gave birth to a kid with 11 arms who we'll meet in the next movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. I need to watch the third movie now. Yeah, we'll cover it next week. <laughs> I don't know if I can find it. <laughs> uh, okay. So, I believe me, I was trying to get a hold of uh, Hen and Lauder because I was like, oh, I want to make that flyer into a t-shirt. The uh, what flyer? The flyer for the uh, for the guy's oddities. A freak show there? Yeah, whatever oh, okay. his thing yep. was in his backyard. He has a flyer yeah. for it, and it says that he has the uh, what's Belial's last name? Oh shoot, I forgot that. Baxter. Baxter. Whatever it is, I can't remember. It's in my notes somewhere. But the the whatever monster, and it has all the stuff about it. So, fingers crossed, I can get through to him and maybe nice. get that T-shirt made. Um, Esoteric, I like it. Yeah, but I mean, it's got a picture of Belial on yeah. it, so it's kind of cool. Um, yes, uh, we cut to Dwayne after he gets to the house. He's in a nice little room, and we get the most freaked shot of the movie, which is... Dude, give the dude a second to like wake up and get his bearings before you let off. Before you surround him, him by people. with all of yeah. these dudes with giant foam latex appliance yeah. heads. It's going to... He's like, I go back to sleep now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to his credit, he looks at it and he's like, "You know what? I don't. Nah, I'm not ready for this. You know, I don't have time for this. Good night." He <laughs> <laughs> just goes back to sleep. Uh, same. I would have done the same. Yeah. Uh, so that happens, uh, and uh, Dwayne's new hosts come in and introduce themselves. She's Granny, and. She exclu- She introduces herself and her daughter, and then ex- then is like, okay, I have to go into the next room. Goodbye. I got to go talk to Belial. Uh, and then she starts talking to Belial, which she's got a way with him. Yep. Like, she's one of the few people that doesn't get her face peeled off by, mm. by him just by talking to him. <laughs> I love that line later on. <laughs> There's a couple of good face peeling lines. Yep. Um, I mean, which one? Well, the one where it's just like, you know, it's maybe a, it's, you shouldn't. I don't. Maybe, maybe <laughs> ripping people's faces off isn't in your best interest. Maybe. <laughs> well, then maybe you should stop bringing him places specifically to rip people's right? faces I off. The same lady. thing. I'm just they saying. They did it several times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she may not be the best doctor. I'm getting such conflicting signals from I know. Dr. Freak. Yeah. <laughs> She's Dr. Freak, eh? Dr. Freak. Dr. Freak. <laughs> She's the kind you don't bring home to mother because she'll drop off Belial and Belial will rip your mother's face off. Um, okay. 
Because maybe that is in his best interest. Because it might, I mean, she doesn't say it's not in his best <laughs> interest. She says it may not. He has to find out for himself. That is that is his journey. And that's what we're going to find out in this movie. That's his, that's his character arc. <laughs> By the end, he's not ripping faces off. I mean, at the very end, at least. Okay. Um, Probably wants to rip Dwayne's off. Uh, he's... <laughs> It is pretty surprising that he doesn't ever go yeah. after Dwayne, especially in the, I mean, Dwayne puts himself in a couple positions where he's like, I love, actually when he goes to talk to him in the barn, yep. there's that moment where he's like, he backs up and puts stuff in between him and Belial. And it's like, while he's telling him that he mm-hmm. wants to leave, it's like it's not like he's like hanging out right next to him, being yeah. like, "Hey, this is cool." He's like, "Nope, I think I'm gonna keep." I'm gonna keep backing up when I tell him this. these chains and like yeah. this other stuff, kind of in between us, so that maybe you can't jump at my face, mm-hmm. just in case. Um. So, uh, she says, "Okay, listen, I know you're a murderous pile of chewed gum, but <laughs> you got to contribute to the family, and." I guess contributing... You're on dish duty. (laughs) He's on face-peeling duty, it seems like. It seems like that's kind of his job, which is weird, but that's okay. Um, Especially considering basically all all he's doing is getting revenge for people who are kind of mean to him in a way that he would never know about. Then he would never know if he wasn't leaving the house on field trips, yeah. That, That whole thing was weird. Yeah. Like, if there was a third Belial creature that was, like, preserved and, like... Or, like, a living Belial that they went to break out, like... But he had died in captivity yeah. or something like that, yep. and then it was like, okay, now we got to really yep. murder this thing. But, no. Now we're just like, oh, you're putting on you're a little just... Captain Spaulding show. We're going to go out and kill you now. It was all fake. He hadn't hurt anybody. Yeah. He would, like, built things and, like, made a fake yeah. mermaid. It's like, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know if he deserved to die. He yeah, was kind, right. of, kind of annoying, but I don't think yeah. he deserved death. 100 smackaroos. <laughs> Smackarinis. Stephen King would have loved that guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the university's going to pay me $250 <laughs> for this mermaid. Uh, okay. Where are we at? Um, okay. Oh, we get the a little introduction to all the monsters in the attic. That, uh, they, that they strangely take the stairs to right now when they ride up in an ev- elevator later on. That's weird. You think they would take the elevator, especially with them all being hurt. Yeah. But <laughs> it, very odd. Also, this attic, it's like, and I love all of my family very much. So I keep them stored away up here. <laughs> cool. What is? What are their rooms like? Oh, they don't have rooms. Yeah. Okay, it's where, just a mansion. Do they have yeah. a bed to sleep in? No, God, no. no, 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 no. They sleep on the floor yep. in the attic <laughs> like monsters. Well, I love we, them very much, We though. let them run all around the house in the day, though, I guess. Only when they're looking for Dwayne. <laughs> Find Dwayne. Find Dwayne. Uh, so this is this is where we get each of the little nightbreed creatures. We get Lorenzo, the the... He's like a foot tall. He's got a three foot wide mouth and his teeth are the size of crab apples. And he sings opera. He sings opera. Uh, there's a giant brute character that looks like kind of a, a version of the brute man, like a, you know, kind of uh, Rondo Hatton-esque, except with weird face stuff. And there's a rat face man. Who 
I swear that Radface man was literally from Freaked, but maybe I'm crazy. Um, yeah, there's a there's a woman who looks like she's half rutabaga. She's got like a weird white face, and it goes up in a. Man, it's very strange. And there's a hammerhead girl. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of things. Uh, and all of them are created by Gabe Bartolos of uh, Leprechaun fame. Oh, interesting. It and, definitely and Skin Deep, which is an amazing movie. Oh wow. I haven't seen that in Ooh. forever. That's crazy stuff. That is a crazy movie. Um, okay, so we also see we're also introduced to a new character named Eve, and we only see her eyes because it's supposed to be a big reveal that she is very Belial esque. But it's obvious. She's but Belial-esque. it's obvious that <laughs> she is a Belial character because she's in a weird crib and like kind of being treated exactly like Belial yeah. does. Uh, she doesn't ever like to be seen. She just kind of covers herself with a blanket all the time. So now we head to the newspaper where the blood-sucking reporter from before is meeting with her editor. This story keeps selling. People want to know more about this monster. And so the Bradley twins. The Bradley. That's it. <laughs> they have nothing to go on, though. The editor's like, who cares? Yeah. Which, honestly, I was like, yeah, really... How long have you been doing tabloid journalism? Like, you don't need anything to go on. He's Just like, make it up. He's like, interview some doctors and be like, what could cause this? What <laughs> what made them insane? What did this? You know, like, extrapolate. Yep. Come on, lady. It's garbage journalism. You should know how to do this. But he further explains that he has a friend cop who tangled with a lady known as Dr. Freak. <laughs> Who is Doctor Freaky? Uh, and she has a she had a commune out west, and so I'm assuming this is sort of a, which I feel like that should have been the story. I mean, that's like the uh, that's what I want to hear more about. What going out west? Yeah, that's part three, bro. Is that really part yeah. three? Oh, good because I want to know more about this. Like they take the field trip out there. Awesome, because it's so it's to like her, a, to her ex husband's house with her son. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, because. You know, a Manson family type creepy commune in the middle of nowhere is pretty cool. Uh, so, yes. So is it like kind of like a Gibson town kind of thing, like the place in Florida where all the sideshow performers retired to? Uh, no, I believe it's just a it's been a while, but I think it's just a mansion like this. Like, oh, OK. Yeah. <laughs> oh, interesting. Because they they refer to it as a commune. So it made. Me yeah, I don't know if they like, go to that exact place. But I mean, the plot of the third one is they go to her ex-husband's who's a doctor because Eve's giving babies. It's so called like, Belival Goes West. Yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, Which is remarkably less depressing than the first movie. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere. Uh, anyway, uh, she heads back to her 90s looking office and calls one of the first leads in the story. Um, this guy is the the guy we were talking about before. He claims to have a mermaid on display yeah. and he's got some sort of like backyard sideshow. She's like, he's like, I'm tired. I want to go to bed. And he is. Was he in the first movie? This guy? Yeah. I don't think so. I feel like he was like the, like he worked in, like he in was the, somewhere. In the hotel? Yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe. It's been a while since I saw the first, so I can't but confirm. He, it wouldn't surprise me, though. Or maybe I just remember this movie better than I think yep. I do. Because um, I remember that dude really well. <laughs> and uh, he's, she offers him a hundred bucks and he's like, well, damn, I'm going to stay away <laughs> for a hundred dollars. 
<laughs> and uh, he does, he does, you know, he's a crazy prospector type. So, of course, he's wearing a dirty union suit. Yeah. And he does a crazy dance. Woo! Get that, that, that golden, them there hills kind of crap. Uh, and uh, right while he's in the middle of his delightful dance, someone knocks on the door and it's grandma. Mm. She's come for a visit. And uh, he she claimed, found the flyer. She wants to see the Bradley twin. She wants to see the Bradley monster. Oh, that's right. Which yes. is on display. Uh, and so I was kind of confused by this. So he's just lying about having Belial. Oh, yeah. And that's and this is all he's being punished for is lying about displaying. That's everything. Yeah. Okay. He wasn't actually trying to get. Well, anything. Yeah. Fascinating. He's just, he's a unique person exploiter. Yes. And Granny Ruth has no patience for that. Yeah. As I mean, we'll see. I, I mean, I can understand her verbally yelling at him for being a dick, but yeah. I, I feel like maybe ripping his face off was a, a bridge was. too far. Um, You know, and I'm somebody who is quick to rip off a face. <laughs> uh, so... Face Ripper. <laughs> he has a beautiful backyard carnival setup. Yeah. Like they have a legit, like carny tent and all that stuff. It is awesome. Mm-hmm. Paintings, full big ass carnival lighting. It's so freaking cool. Uh, I can only imagine that this is like something that he knew somebody already had. existed. Yeah, 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 it was something that existed oh, yeah. already. Uh, but great use of it. Um. So she freaks out, blah, blah, blah. She says, you owe, you owe Mr. Bradley an apology and brings the basket in. And he's like, I don't know, nobody, no apology. I don't know. Do, 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 do. Dang, get his face ripped off. And then he's like, there's nothing in here. There's nothing in this basket. <laughs> and then we get the classic uh, launching out of the basket. Yep. This movie, uh, I, I mean, the first movie does a lot of that, too. You would have thought that, considering the upgrades that they've done to a lot of the makeup and a lot of these things, that they would have changed this like spring action bouncing out of the <laughs> out of the basket with no visible means of propulsion. If it's not broke, don't fix it. I, I agree, and that's what's fascinating is that like to me, like if I was making this movie, I probably would have been like, well, obviously we can't do that thing from the first movie. We need to figure something else out, and I would have fucked it up. Yeah, like by by embracing the fact that Henan Lauder is just somebody who knows what kind of fucking movies he makes, and when he chooses to have a bad actor, he has them act in this kind of crazy way, and it's charming as opposed to being distracting. Mm-hmm. He turns it in. He turns all of the things that would be detriments in the hands of a worse director into assets, and it's awesome i like i'm such a huge fan of hen and lauder yeah. and his his style and all that stuff so I, just awesome but yeah he does die and we find out again not really clear on belial's uh movement here mm-hmm. because he does manage to stuff the, well, the guy into a mermaid i tank. thought of this that they could have also had some help they could have also had the brute with them. We just didn't see oh, him. They could he could have, have came in afterwards to, sure. to do that. That's my that's my theory. Sure, he that's goes, true. They all go for rides later on. Good yeah. point. They do. They have fun. Also, that van wouldn't fit. Oh all. God, no! <laughs> <laughs> that is a that is a clown car. I love of, that. All, they van. all get into the they all get into the van. And then there's still room to put the giant ramp in there too. 
<laughs> Classic. It's great. Yeah, especially y'all know everybody's walking in and rocking right out the side door. Right, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. there's, I mean, there's there's literally like at least three of them have heads that are three feet wide. Yep. <laughs> the three of those people would be the ones who would take up the entire space. So, but they fix they fix it by getting a school bus in the next movie. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So a little bit later, we don't know how long. The news reporter finally shows up. She says she's like 45 minutes out. And she shows up and finds his body in the mermaid tank. And he's still kind of alive. Yeah. Maybe he just draws his last breath to scare her for one we'll last never know. One last jump scare. Mm. Uh, we go back to the reporter's office and she's chain smoking. She's all freaked out. She's got a sleazy reporter with her. And he's like, there are like spitballing ideas. Actually, he's spitballing ideas at her. <laughs> Where he's like, maybe it's this. Maybe he, what were the what were the things he was like? Uh, maybe it was an alien and he came down. And maybe Belial can't stand the idea that there's an imposter, <laughs> and so he's he's out there murdering anybody that tries to tries to fake out his his look or whatever. There can be only one. That is stupid. He's, he's got a bunch of dumb stuff, yeah. and then he agrees to go to Staten Island with her, which is a fun trip. <laughs> We get, we get this little interstitial that, again, proof that you're in a Frank Hannon Lauder movie. We get an old man hitting on the lady, and she, it's like a 60-year-old dude who is absolutely shocked that this oh, attractive yes. 20-year-old yeah. woman is like... I invite you for drinks all the time, and you still say no. What the hell? What the hell? <laughs> I'm, normally, I'm normally getting... Hot yeah. ladies constantly as a five foot tall, bald sixty five year old. <laughs> Normally, I just pull down amazing women. Yep. <laughs> uh, it. You know what? It oh, yeah, might this be is, true. Yeah, this is he's harassing her because she just goes shopping for her and her grandmother, but she buys obviously tons of food and jolt cola. <laughs> yes, and it's it's also an excuse for him to mention that people do know that the house is full of freaks, as yep. he says. Maybe if I was a freak, you'd spend time with me. Mm. Or something along those lines. Surprised he didn't get freakified. I mean, seriously, you talk like they, you talk shit like that. They kind of set, set him up for a face peeling, and he never gets it. Yeah, he, I'd rather see him get it than the other guy. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> he deserved it more than the other guy. He did. And he has a mustache that they could have held on to. He's got one of those big, waxy yeah, mustaches. Then he could have like a big, elongated, three-foot-wide mustache. Seriously. His whole head would just be a mustache because this movie doesn't care. It's just yeah, yeah, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, okay, so... <laughs> Blau turned his head into a mustache. How? Cares? <laughs> I don't care. Uh, <laughs> we cut to probably one of the better scenes in this whole movie, which is Belial's therapy session with Grandma. Oh yeah, love it. Uh, it's it's so good. Uh, she's she just brought him out to murder someone, and then is like, "Let's talk about your anger issues." It's like <laughs> you're clearly exploiting his anger yes. issues. Come on, lady. Um, but it's really fun because she's got this, there's a real grandma aesthetic to the whole house. Mm-hmm. Like it's all like dusty. Oh yeah. It's like desert rose and like <laughs> all those like really light, soft, pastel-y colors all over the house. They're in this really neutral colored room talking and it's like, she's she's talking in a very measured way and then it pans over and there's the lump of chewed gum and he's like, she's like, 
what do you think about that? (laughs) He says, it's just like, it never ceases to be funny and awesome. Yeah. Whenever they're just like, whenever somebody's being totally reasonable and rational and then they pan over and you're like, oh, right. This thing's in the room with you. (laughs) Oh, I love you, Belial. Don't take this personally. Um, so, yeah, that was her famous, <laughs> famous words yep. about, you know, maybe ripping people's faces off just isn't in your best interest. <laughs> we have to come to terms with your separation anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we get a couple scenes of family members showing off their particular looks as Dwayne walks around through the house. It's it's Walks done in on half moon on the toilet reading <laughs> Stephen Hawking. Yep, you know, just to show that they have a life off, yep. you know, off the page, off pretty out of the attic. <laughs> True that they're <laughs> also to prove that they're not forced to stay in the attic mm-hmm. all the time, which is nice. Uh, I mean, they can come down to get a Jolt Cola whenever they yeah. want to, because uh, one of them runs by the guy with the piano teeth. He runs by and grabs a something. Yep, on his way through. So that's cool. Uh, Dwayne makes his first move on Susan here while she's unpacking the groceries. He's so forward, too. He's I just mean, so like, uh, you're the only other girl here that isn't like that, so so we must be madly in love now. I that's mean, pretty much how he operates. Totally, but again... We should run away from here together right now. Remember how he was in the first movie. Mm-hmm. He was. It was the same thing where he was just like completely unable to talk to women at all. And yep. he was just a total mess. <laughs> so to even like because of the tone of the first movie, trying to get him to be a character in this movie where he has like hopes and dreams and ambitions. He was just like a hunted animal in the first movie. Yeah. And so developing him a little bit, he's still going to be kind awkward. of an idiot and yeah. like beyond awkward so of course his move with with susan is like we should leave you and i together yeah. and be married and happy and live yeah. forever <laughs> and she's like no i, I can't see i can't, can't leave, leave. Here. yeah and because we're all the same here we're all of the same flesh you're not like you're not like the other people here yes i am <laughs> hey dude get a clue Yep. <laughs> when she starts saying shit like that, that might be when you might start figuring out that she might have a monster attached to her stomach somehow. Uh, but there you go. There might be some sort of Tromeo and Juliet action going on here. For like six years. Eight years? Was it? How long? Oh, she said she'd been pregnant for six, six years, years, I think. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. So... Now I have to figure out where the fuck my notes are. <laughs> uh, I think we get the reporter coming to the house to try to... Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's that's... she's there with her photog hatching a uh, plan to go yep, in that's... there. Okay, so this is where Dwayne gets shot down. He heads to the nursery room, which was Susan's childhood room or something, I guess. Is that is that what that nursery place is? Sure. Okay. I don't know. Uh, but Dwayne gets into Belial's room and starts flashing back to the separation procedure, and we get some some reuse of some original footage yeah. and some pretty hilarious. I assume that's Frank Hennenlotter as the as the doctor. I could only imagine. Oh, with the 
in the flashbacks? Yes, the one who talks way too fast. Oh, I'm not sure. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta save you him. Gotta stop him squirming. He's not gonna work if he keeps squirming. It's not gonna work if he Yeah. <laughs> it feels like it's in like fast motion. <laughs> really great. But uh, then Dwayne goes to Grandma's office to try and find Belial, but uh, and he says. He wants to leave. He says he used to be one of them, but he's not anymore. Yeah. Uh, and that's like the one of us kind of thing that keeps coming up is like the only is like the most subtle, wonderful. Like it's an homage to freaks, but it's not like bashing your face in with yeah. Gabba Gabba and all that kind <laughs> of stuff. You're still getting like, oh, yeah, it's one of us, yep. but like a, a subtle version of that. Or or the Ramones, whatever. One of the two. Uh, Dwayne finally finds his brother hanging out with Eve. And they've moved on to the hand-holding stage of yeah. their relationship. Mm. Too bad. I gotta talk to you. Things are getting serious, and he's like, I don't want to interrupt anything, but yoink! yoink. <laughs> <laughs> Just grabs him. It's like... It's a good thing that he doesn't have face-ripping uh, feelings about Dwayne. Yeah, Because right. he's really putting himself in face ripping uh positions so Dwayne carries belial out so they can have a talk in the tool shed yeah and uh oh we meet our gargoyle gargoyle person here too who's just because this movie is just like why the hell not <laughs> but again it's it's super important like the thing the frog person the gargoyle person those things <laughs> why would a person look like a gargoyle well exactly because and that keeps you from it's yet another yeah. move that keeps you from thinking about this as people who might actually exist in the real True, world yep. and this is about fantasy monster creatures yes as opposed to being about people who may have some sort of disability or something you know and it's uh, again this movie's so fucking amazingly sensitively handled it boggles my yeah. mind uh, if you were like Frank Henenlotter, 1990 movie about a bunch of like people who maybe murder people that are living in an attic, how how's it going to be handled? Well, yeah, kind of well, well, and hilarious, and hilarious. <laughs> uh, they're never the like they're any of their physical malformities are never the butt of the joke. They're never yep. like it's kind of amazing. I mean, except for the guy with the noses. Admittedly, the noses guy. Occasionally, his thing is because his noses are always running. Yes. Um, Fun fact: that's the same actor who played the killer doctor in Doom Asylum that we've covered before. <laughs> Man, neat. He has such range. Yeah, and Half Moon was Stephen from Dawn of the Dead. I did know that. Weird. <laughs> that is weird. All right. Okay. So. They go out. They have this. Uh, they have this heart to heart. He explains that he wants to leave. Belial's found someone that he cares about. You found someone you care yeah. about. I need to find someone that I can care Shut about. Shut up, Emo Dwayne. Emo Dwayne. Uh, and so uh, he's. I mean, basically, that's what Belial says here. <laughs> we yeah. Get, we get this moment where he's like, you know, if I can leave, I can start my life anew. <laughs> and then he says all this emo shit. And then we cut to Belial, who now is a human being yeah. in a mask that looks 
phenomenal. Yes. And I wish that they'd used it more often. Definitely. But whatever. It's fine. It, he looks great always. I love the yep. look no matter what, but this th- looks great. I think they just use it because it, it nails it with his laugh so well. Yeah. He looks- and so he laughs. He's got the weird teeth and he just has a creepy laugh. He never says a word, but he laughs at Dwayne and Dwayne's like... Yeah, I guess I am a loser. <laughs> I'm going to put you back in the basket and go back to the house without checking to see if there's anyone in the house. Uh-oh. Oopsie. There is, there is someone in the house. Uh, our reporter shows up, and we briefly see the frog person that we'll see later. Um, she obviously recognizes Dwayne in the basket, even though yeah. the grandma tries to play it off like, Oh, this is Mike, Michael. my grocery <laughs> delivery boy. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and Dwayne's little uh, fast freak out afterwards is wonderful there. He gets all stammery and he's yeah, like, he's just like, I don't think she recognized me, she, though. She probably she, didn't recognize me. You don't think she recognized me, didn't No, she probably didn't recognize me at all. So good. <laughs> so good. Uh, she gets back to the car and she talks to the other scumbag photo journalist type guy. And they're like, we got to, this is a big deal. We're going to cut everybody out of this. We yep. don't want to call the cops. We don't want to do anything. We're going to sell gonna, it to Time Magazine. This is going to be, and- People Magazine's going to want a story about the murderous conjoined twin. You know what? Actually, I bet they probably fucking would. Yeah, they would. I bet, I bet <laughs> they would. Um, so, I mean, honestly, if I saw a story about murderous conjoined twins, I'd probably fucking read it. I'm a monster, too, it turns out. Um. Okay, so Dwayne has a has a little conversation here where he's like, we'll go away, we'll leave, and then whatever, and Grandma's like, come on. They're going to keep coming, bro. They're going to keep coming for everybody. Now they're going to come for everyone here. So now we need to fight. Are we going to stand and fight, or are you going to run away like a little weenie? And he's like, no, I'm going to stay here until everyone's protected. He gets real... He gets real uh, weird about this. It's so funny because it's like, Dwayne... He doesn't do anything either. Your, your only purpose is to carry the basket, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally any one of these other people could carry the basket. Although he can... His purpose would be to be able to pass in the street without anybody looking at him yep. twice. Because if you have people who look like this showing up at a murder scene, people are going to remember them. Yeah. They're they're gonna be memorable. Unless I just put on a tiny little people face, then, then they can just go anywhere. Then they can go anywhere. <laughs> they're invisible. Yeah, it's that's... like it's like Raph going to the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe he didn't get stopped for having something in his bag, like because mm-hmm. he clearly people would assume he had a backpack. On. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> so. Uh, she grandma gets dressed up in like a spooky Jim yeah. Jones cult leader. I don't get it, but I love it. I love it. It, it well, works I mean, for the visual, I guess. But like, but if you really break it down, like, why did Granny just change into this robe thing? Like, because it's a real cult leader look. Yeah. Because like that's like that's like uh, what riles up everybody. Yeah. yeah, it looks like what Jim Jones would have worn when he was trying to rile people up. You know, it's like it. It's a real creepy look. Yeah. Like it looks like she's telling everybody to put on their sneakers and drink their punch. And so it's creepy. Uh, but she does. She goes in. She has her big fucking monologue where she acts up a storm. Our sanctuary <laughs> has been violated. It's all in one big take, too. Yeah. One shot. Oh, steady cam shot. Walking around with all the people looking at her. Oh, she's I love great. this scene so much. Yeah, she's absolutely wonderful here. Um, 
And so her her assessment here of the situation is that because the reporter hasn't called the cops, that that means that they're going to try and get information. They're going to break into the house. Yep. And when they break in, we'll give them a greeting like they've never <laughs> expected. Or whatever. <laughs> Everybody, hooray, yay. Uh, mouse noises, mouse noises. Um, so so they hatched this plan where, where Dwayne like, pretends like... You know, I guess. I guess it works. It's cartoon, man. <laughs> They're just like we know the people are gonna be spying, so we're gonna be like, oh yes, Belial's up in the attic, hanging out in the attic, and I'm gonna go over here so I won't see anybody come inside the house. <laughs> and Belial is now completely incapable of hurting anyone and loves having his photo taken. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, like I, I didn't get any of this. It's like he would have creeped into the house and tried to take a photo of them no matter what oh yeah but uh just let Dwayne do something okay it's true <laughs> it's really just trying to it's busy work for Dwayne he he is a he's a real third wheel around this place yeah so because he's the only normie well I mean in this place in his mind he's the freak yeah as he says later <laughs> on uh okay so Camera guy breaks in, heads up the stairs, starts taking photos with the world's largest shutter. It's the that's so fucking loud. It's like I love it too. Though. This scene, I this scene even, makes no sense, but I love it. Even so. Dwayne's like, okay, I'm trying to pretend you're not here, but I have to like hear that and turn the fuck around. <laughs> Dude. Could you have brought a fucking Instamatic this yeah. <laughs> one time? These don't need to be professional quality photos. We know you're breaking into a house. What you're doing is clearly illegal. Yep. Like, just Instamatic, Polaroid, something, I don't know. Even a Polaroid would make less noise than this yeah. camera that but it's he such has. A cool, it's such a cool shot, though. With, oh, yeah. With lighting up all the people with the flashes. Even though it makes Brilliant. no sense, because, like, he just keeps flashing as I keep getting closer, and it's like... Just go back down leave. the stairs. Like, like he literally could close the door. But he's like, no. And run out, <laughs> Scooby-Doo style. Yep. <laughs> I'm getting out of here. It's, it's a g-g-g-g-g-belial. <laughs> or whatever. Then uh, he sees Belial and he's like, oh, there's the actual murderous one. I'm still going to just stay here and, and take pictures a lot as he gets closer scream. and closer. Yeah. <laughs> Shocker, Belial grabs him, drags him up into the attic. And slowly kills him while his flash keeps going off. <laughs> but of course, we get this wonderful strobe effect with the flash, and it, you know, it, it works. It makes up for any any makeup inconsistencies or anything. It just it looks super cool. We get to see the progression of extra blood on him and extra blood on Belial. You know, more and more of that. I could not believe. I mean, again, great director. A moment where you were like, okay, he's going out the window. He's going out the window. He's going out the window. Never goes out the window. Yep. <laughs> I was like, okay. You got to save that for the end. Yeah, you got to save <laughs> save your window thing. Uh, so she sees all the lights go off from the car, our reporter, and she's like- In like a pattern unison. Yeah, like, yeah. Just and ridiculous. she's like, oh, he's dead. Yeah. Bye. And she books it. So- uh, she calls the cop that her friend that was friends with her editor and he's like he's this Sam Spade 
like really really cliched oh yeah detective type he's very hard-boiled yeah like constantly smoking cigarettes right out of a noir movie oh Oh, yeah 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 yeah. he's like wearing the hat and the trench coat (laughs) like he's he's really playing into the stereotype uh and he's like we've got to get Dwayne to come out and talk and so he calls he calls the place and he's like i guess i just have their number they apparently they just had the number and the freak mansion exactly and he's like okay i know what's going on here and if you don't put Dwayne on the phone right now i'm coming to the door with a pile of cops and he's like listen i don't want anything more than to have a couple of beers with you and just talk let's just meet at a let's just meet at a third party location we'll go to a bar have somebody bring the creature so they can rip my face off. Pound some brewskis. Maybe you bring <laughs> the entire crew there. Kill the bartender and just take over the whole bar and murder me. Well, you, right? we'll just That's we'll see how it goes. Weird decision they make here. Uh, what did the bartender do? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it is like a lot of like a lot of Frank Hennen Lauder movies. It's not ever like. Oh no! You're supposed to love these people. Yeah, it's never it's never established that these are the greatest people in the world. I still think Granny would have came in and been like, "Here's a couple hundred bucks. Just go for a walk around the block for a minute. Yeah. Let's use your bar." Yeah, no, I agree. Just straight up just murder straight up somebody murder with nothing to do with anything. Who knows? Maybe you made fun of Belial. Yeah, let's, let's just, yeah, so that he deserves to die then, just yes. like the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, this this meeting gets arranged. The PI shows up in the place, looking super Sam Spadey. He sits down and he starts grilling Dwayne about his friend, the camera guy who's gone missing. And he starts getting real tough. He's starting to look like he's getting the upper hand in the mm-hmm. situation. And we're like, oh man, he's gonna really rough him up. And then Dwayne gets real weird and starts acting. <laughs> he's like, like. Who's to say, like in a place like this, who's the freak? I mean, am I normal? Are you normal? Uh, is this guy normal? Let's take a poll. <laughs> Let's take a poll. And then it we turns start. out everybody in the bar is actually just the unique people with funny face masks. <laughs> they're all, they're all wearing white, like <sighs> my nerd thing, court of owls masks. But like they're wearing those like white face removing yep. masks. Uh, and obviously, the joke is that all of their faces are three Way to bigger, four bigger feet than the wide, mask, yes. and the, <laughs> the little mask like kind of goes on the side. Uh, and somehow he never noticed it, which is great. And I really like the way that they fill in. Oh yeah, me too. Because there's, it's super subtle. You just kind of see the people walking in the background, but then if you watch it upon so your second watch, that's when you start noticing. Oh, oh, hey, look, oh! Look, but he's... like. Honestly, you don't notice yeah, it yeah. the first time. Did not notice it the first time until... Until you see the back of Carlos's yeah. head there. Yeah. yeah. Super cool. Uh, and then so uh, Dwayne does take a poll. He's like, uh, am I... A, what, was the, what was the question? Was, he, I can't even remember. Oh, he asked, he asked if he... Uh, I don't even, if we're the normal ones or it's something like that he starts shouting about in a house of freaks you and I would look like yeah. out of place blah 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 um, so whatever P.I. pulls a gun tries to get out of the room 
but he gets... He does get out of the room. He gets into the back room closet where he trips over the basket. <laughs> and he falls onto the dead bartender, who yep. Belial has already killed, and Belial's sitting on top of his corpse. Yeah. Uh, and he gets a face full of Belial. Yep. Uh, he knocks over a ton of Jolt Cola cans, <laughs> gets his head beaten against the glass in a really great scene. Love it. Uh, and then and gets thrown, thrown through the door, like through the breaking the door. Yeah, yeah. And he lands on the ground with that classic pasted fake teeth over the lips to look like <laughs> look like so part cornball. of his face is missing. Whatever. It's great. Um, so after murdering this guy, they all pile into the van. Oh, Clown also, car van. Also after stealing his wallet, apparently. Yes. Well, that's how they find out where and the other reporter is. They find the Because obviously her name and address would be in his wallet, I guess. Yeah, sure. Sure. Go I'll, with I'll go, go with that. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> so now we join our reporter friend, and she is freshly showered and smoking like a chimney. Oh, God, I miss smoking. Me too. Oh, man. Uh, okay, so she gets a couple of hang-up phone calls, which in her position after all of this, she doesn't instantly call the cops, which yeah. blows my mind. I'd be like, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> I would, I mean, I would stay in my robe and run out the door, yeah. <laughs> but uh, she's not that kind of person. Mm. Uh, so... She turns on her blow dryer, and at just that moment, they smash the window so she can't hear it because she's got. I love she it. She blow dries her hair for all of three seconds. Oh yeah! And during that and time, she's like, okay, that's good enough. <laughs> she comes back into the room. The window is smashed. Phone line's cut. Phone line is cut, and Dwayne shows up. Hey, how's it going? He's so awesome. In this He's. Scene. This is. I heard that you you wanted me well, here. You wanted for, to interview me. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here for the interview. Oh, he's going to be very disappointed mm. to hear that you don't want to do the interview right now. He was so looking forward to it. You know, he would answer a couple of questions. We could hang out for a while. And then he could rip your face off. <laughs> Which is just beautiful stuff. Um, so and she, all his friends are there, too. All of them. They've they, they've the materialized. Entire... They've materialized into the bathtub somehow. Yes, the entire clown car of unusual <laughs> folks has materialized in the room, and uh, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> She's got a knife. She pulls a big, big ass butcher knife out of the block. We're lucky she... nobody got caught. Amazing. Mm. Only her. And she, uh, she's like, I'm not afraid of you. What what are you going to do? He's like, oh, he's not in the basket anymore. Where could he be? He must be somewhere around here. And then eventually, he's like, oh, you have a hamper. He says a tagline. Mm. What's in the basket? Case mm. two. Mm. What? Is that the tagline to the movie? Is what's yeah, in what's the in the basket? Really? Yeah. I yeah. didn't know that. Oh, in the first one. I think it's a tagline of the first one. Oh, nice. There's so many taglines yeah, yeah, for that yeah. movie. There's like he's he's little, he's or, or, angry. Or, oh yeah, I think that's a tagline of the first one. But that's like the catchphrase of the first movie. What's in the basket? What's uh, in the basket? Yeah, yeah. And then Dwayne gets to say it now. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's I, true. I, that, I guess that's what I mean, not the tagline. But fair. It's uh, a callback. It is a callback, and because she's thinking rationally, which of course in this pos- in this situation, maybe nobody'd be thinking rationally. Mm-hmm. 
So she opens the basket <laughs> and surprise of surprise of surprise. He's in there. He bounces out. As I he, was I was honestly kind of surprised because I thought that it would be too obvious. That but then it was just like, lo- but it works. It, <laughs> it did look like a, I mean, she's got this butcher knife. It's like, I, I mean, stab the fucking wicker basket. He got the drop on her. Yeah. She didn't stab the basket. That's another thing, too. Like, she's lucky she didn't do that. Cause. Yeah, I mean, they're putting him in too many dangerous situations yeah. just to be cutesy. Yeah. Because it would be way too easy for her to just be like, okay, if he's in there, stab, 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 yeah. stab, 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 stab. I mean, come on. In the like, real, hold in the, the basket closed and just keep stabbing world, it. In the real world, some motherfucker's going to get cut in the scene. Yeah, yeah. And some motherfucker would get shot at the bar. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That guy had a full-on gun that he never even got a shot off of until... I mean, and it's a tiny... It was like a snub nose, so it could have shot from any angle. Yep. Like It's not like you could have stopped it. Yep. Yeah. So, yes, it's it's nice that it's a movie, so all of our heroes here that we love and we appreciate all of their correct moves in this movie. <laughs> we agree with all of their decisions so far. <laughs> Uh, but yep, she dies. But she or does no, she, she does not. She becomes freakified. In 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 how exi- they don't care. <laughs> An interesting thing. They, they 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 it's it's like the end of uh that movie. What the where the the girl's a freak then at the show. You mean the freaked? Fr- is it blood freak? Oh, <laughs> the one where the the ladies get the chicken for a head. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yes, like, I think ah, so. You're the freak. You're like, oh, how's it feel? Now you're the freak. And it's like she's got this warped up, yeah, uh, Hellraiser looking twisty face going on now. Yeah, yeah, and and so they leave her alive, I guess, with that. But like, I find it weird. Like they don't take her to the I home. Can I say that 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 was one of the most disappointing things that she was was that she wasn't like invited mad back in the them? corner. Like, that she wasn't, like, hanging out there and, like, being... Mm. Yeah, that, that should have happened. Like, that she was, like, still pissed that they had deformed her, but she yep. was like, well, oh, I guess I'm here now. Do? Yeah, that should have happened, I feel. Yep. <laughs> that would have been cool. I was... Yeah, when they had the big picnic, I could have... Sw- I was like, the reveal has to be that she's there. Yeah. And then she wasn't. Oh, you're right. Yeah. That would have been great. They, they like, now you're the freak. Get up. Time to go home. <laughs> now, come on. <laughs> yep. You're one of us. Yeah. Uh, okay. So now everybody's having a fun late night picnic. I love that they have a picnic in the middle of the night. That's pretty Why great. Why not? <laughs> Why not? That's when they can be all outside and nobody will see it. It's true. They are worried about people seeing them, even though they have a really nice backyard and everything. It seems like. Yeah. That. I'm sure that house has a, probably a big backyard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, but Belial's not at the picnic. Turns out. He's hanging out with Eve. <laughs> I've been crying, baby. <laughs> um, so uh, Dwayne is also missing. So the daughter goes out to check on Dwayne. Who is just like sitting in her bedroom like a creep. Yeah. Dwayne's not making himself. I mean, while well, he's also... <laughs> he's also complicit in a bunch of murders <laughs> so so being a creep it's been a doozy of a day <laughs> it's like, number one on his list of faux pas is not like hanging out in somebody's room in a creepy way he's <laughs> like I can live with this uh, yeah <laughs> yeah I'm pretty mild but he is uh, he's hanging out there and uh he wants to be with her. 
Yeah. But she refuses to leave yet again. She doesn't belong out there. She keeps telling him that she's not normal, but he won't listen to her. Uh, it cuts Fuck back to Eve's creepy crib cage, and we're finally we finally get a real reveal of Eve. She's revealed to be the same species of monster as Belial. Only with a leg. <laughs> she has one little she leg. She does have one little little leg. leg. Yeah. I mean, that's. I feel like that was the thing that they missed out on with Belial, is that he should have had one little leg as well. Oh, yeah. Because that would explain how he springs out of the basket. Oh, uh, yeah. That he just has one super powerful leg, and he can, like... That would be cool, He's yeah. got, like, a four-foot vertical leap. Yeah, with just one foot. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, but, yes... So they're they're hanging out and it gets this is <laughs> I mean okay this is what you meant in the beginning of this when they went too far you said, <laughs> it's, it's a got, really funny sex scene it's so upsetting it's yeah so upsetting uh, they purposely make her hand like feel like something that looks like a testicle <laughs> on Belial like I couldn't tell what was happening there I was like. Was he grabbing a boob, or was that a? That's the thing. Like it's 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 up for your interpretation. Sure. Where it's just, yeah, it's just yeah. Yes. There's just a bunch of there's a bunch of lumps and there's a bunch of grabbing. Yep. Somebody's grabbing somebody's lumps. They're lovely lady lumps. Lump grabbers. <sighs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, and then we go back to the sisters' room again. She very slowly and <laughs> explains her issue. She's like. I've been pregnant for eight years. I've, I've been with a man, <laughs> and I've been pregnant for eight years. The baby just doesn't want to come out, mm. or six years, or whatever. Yep. And then she's like, here, let me show you. <laughs> and she reveals a giant tremors worm <laughs> coming out of her belly. It looks very much like the be- like a flesh-colored Beetlejuice yep. sandworm. It's got that same kind of face. And she's like, don't be afraid. And it's like got giant teeth and yeah. it's like snapping at his face. And I love that her belly just opens like in cut flaps. Like it looks so ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I mean. It's not like it actually comes out of like a wound like hole or anything. It's just like this giant cut open like paper. <laughs> yeah, she occasionally loses a kidney or whatever and ha- kind of has yep. to stuff it back up in. Uh, yeah, it's it's so weird and gross and amazing. And surprising. And surprising. Sure, sure. Um, I mean, like, legit, you don't see that coming. <laughs> and always, so back and forth, we cut we cut back and forth to a long-ass, like, crib- It just keeps getting worse. Crib-rocking <laughs> sex scene that is just- uh, It's like a nine and a half weeks with two chewed wads of gum. <laughs> and it's great, of course. But then- Fucking Dwayne always turns into a tussle with Dwayne that always winds up out a window. <laughs> Seriously. Dwayne takes it too far and like he somehow I don't actually know if he's responsible for her going out this window. It's it's bizarre. Well, yeah. Because he, he doesn't push it, her. No, he it's a total accident. He's just like, get away from me, and it's like, whoops. Like, yeah, because yeah. I don't even think he pushes her. I think he's just like, he like takes his hands off her and he's like, stay away from me. Yeah. And then she somehow trips backwards and we get that like, uh, like rack focus 
of like yeah, yeah yeah like an evil dead rack focus where yeah. she's going out the window and they're pulling in she's like not even close to the window yet, yeah yeah so yeah goes right through it and falls out backwards oh yeah yeah so yeah no she was not murdered she it was totally an accident <laughs> so but of course they all blame oh, why wouldn't they it. i mean it looks like he has pushed her out a window so, so then they need to find Wayne. Yeah, she falls right under their picnic table, and he's and Grandma's disappointed. She has a real. She like shakes her head, and she's like, "She seems like find under Dwayne under oh affected by this, or maybe that's just. I mean, her. that is her way. Yeah, let's face it. It's like, oh, my daughter died. Okay, well, let's go find the guys that did this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You gotta admit, though, Granny's seen some shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably pretty hard to shake Granny. Um, so we get my favorite part of the movie here, is where they have to find Dwayne, and it's just all the people, all the characters we met just walking around in circles all over the house going, find Dwayne, find Dwayne, find this Dwayne, looks, find Dwayne. Speaking of the Ramones, this looks like the I Want to Be Sedated video. <laughs> like, the whole thing is just like... Them running back and forth like it's a French farce. One's pushing one in a wheelchair. They're going, find Dwayne, find, find Dwayne. Dwayne. <laughs> and if they had, absolutely, if they had doors in this area, they would be slamming them like a French farce. <laughs> like, this should be a door slamming yep. Scooby-Doo French farce thing, 100%. But it's just great. They just didn't it's have just doors. A, it's a great slow dolly shot, sideways tracking shot through the house. Oh, just yeah. with everybody <laughs> running around. Find Dwayne, find Dwayne. Find and Dwayne. Endlessly cracks me up. I just it, oh. it fills me with joy watching this whole super thing. super good. Uh, and now Dwayne has clearly flipped his shit at this point, and he starts talking to himself like this. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess at this point there's only one thing to do. There's only one way I can truly be happy. I thought that I could be. I thought that we could be separate people, but it turns out that I. <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna go do the worst fucking idea i could what's, possibly think of what's the worst thing i could do in yeah. this situation i got it <laughs> and so he grabs a baseball bat <laughs> and he goes up to visit belial and he's like hi we need to talk Bonk. Bonk. <laughs> grabs belial uh and uh takes him down to the uh to the nursery where he finds a gigantic sewing needle a knitting needle with kn- with yarn yep and he starts stabbing himself and belial uh. through and it is so gory and gross and blood splatters on the and like Belial's clown screaming dolls. constantly belial screaming he's screaming everybody's screaming and there's just like he turns around and we get the reveal of him with belial stuck to his side and blood everywhere it's great yep um, he's like, it's okay. We're together again. And Dwayne laughs like a maniac over the credits. Roll credits. Yep, that's it. That's, that's the end. That's an ending right there. That's how you end a movie. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. Basket case two. Love it. Love it. Absolutely love it. The, like I said, that falls into this special kind of brand of movie where I just I always remember my first time watching this because it was just so unlike anything else out there it's so true and it's so crazy to me that like i love that it takes itself so it's so serious and so silly at the same time and it's so well done and looks amazing the creature effects the creature costumes and everything look fantastic 
It's true. I think, I mean, I think you could sum up what I like about genre films just by saying Frank Henenlotter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could just pretty much go, Frank Henenlotter is what I like about genre films. He manages to do all of the things that I like in his movies. It's just constant. Yep. Whereas, you know, you'll get your Sam Raimi's, who, a brilliant director, I love him to death. Yeah. You know, he does some of the things that you're like, okay, cool, there's this little thing and some funny stuff and some of this. And it's like, but Frank Henenlotter knows what he's doing and with a tiny budget manages to do so much. Yep. So, so much. Also, I saw that uh, that John Cleese made fun of Frank Henenlotter on the internet recently. Or but recently? Well, like, I... A year ago, a half a year ago, like How a few did that months even ago, come up? like very strange. Like I believe Patton Oswalt, like made a comment about uh, brain damage. I think okay, and uh, <laughs> and so he posted on Twitter or some interface, and then John Cleese made a comment about it and basically called Frank Henenlotter a terrible director, and it was like. Fuck you, John Cleese. Yeah, what a weird fight. It was like a weird thing to say. And it really offended poor Frank Henenlotter because yeah. obviously he's a fan of Monty Python. Yeah. But then I think I think Frank Henenlotter should look at some of the shit that John Cleese has said in the last four years before 100% deciding that he really wants to be terribly offended by John Cleese not liking him. Why is he an asshole now? Oh, well, no he's, he's kind of a... He's an old man. You yeah. Know, old guys get old man opinions. It's he's an old rich guy. What do you think's gonna happen? Gotcha. You know he's not. He's as good an old rich guy as you're gonna get. But there can be cool old rich guys. Yes, it's true. But he's not. And there can be cool old guys. Well, I'm 50 now. I'm probably close. I just saw the residents <laughs> for the fourth 50. time, and their <laughs> singer is 78, and he just put on a hell of a show. <laughs> That's crazy. Screaming his heart out in full costume. <laughs> Mind-blowing. Yeah. <laughs> on tour. Like, so, doing the show every night, on tour, 78. Yeah. Considering Crazy. I wouldn't be capable of doing that, or wouldn't have been capable of doing that in my 20s, <laughs> I would have been like, no, nope, this is exhausting <laughs> and terrible, yeah. and I don't want to do it. Uh, uh, absolutely impressive. <laughs> Good on the residents. Yeah, fuck John Cleese, I guess. Yeah. I guess that's where I was going with that. Yeah, exactly. Or at least fuck his Be opinion. Be old and cool. Or at least fuck <laughs> his opinion of yeah. uh, Frank Henenlotter. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's that. And uh, if you are Frank Henenlotter and listening to this podcast, hey, buddy, uh, I'd like to make a shirt. <laughs> and I want to wear this shirt. Uh, and you don't have to do anything except maybe find me a nice image of that thing. Yeah. I'll give you money. Uh, anyway... There's that, and uh, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it for now. I know. It was a quick one because we liked it. <laughs> yeah, the quick ones go fast. It's the ones the ones that were like, yeah, this movie's great. I don't know. Yeah. What am I going to complain about? It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing to complain about. This movie fucking rules. Yep. Um, so thank you, Frank, for making this. Yeah, absolutely. And and everything else. It's a I lifetime mean, fave of mine, man. It's never gonna, I'm never going to not like this movie. Frank and Hooker, come on. Yep. Give me a break. Uh, I need to see Brain Damage again. Yeah, it's great. I haven't seen it in a really long time. That's one I. That's I. I recently acquired the fancy pantsy 
steel book of that, I think, ah. by buying it in the store and then going, well, this isn't for the store. <laughs> here. Uh, like so many things, I was like, well, pff, this is coming home with me. <laughs> it's a business expense. <laughs> yeah. uh, I still got the uh, I still got the tape. Awesome. <laughs> That's also fancy and pancy. Uh, cool. So, uh, maybe we will do this if we can find another, if we can find a copy of part three for me. I know where it is. On my video cassette shelf. I'm not, I don't have that capability right now, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> uh, but maybe I could find it somewhere. Uh, anyway, cool. Thanks for listening and, uh, follow us at Funbox Monster Podcast and at Coast City Comics and buy stuff from Coast City Comics. Rate and review us. We would appreciate it. Uh, we need that. We need those tourist dollars. Yeah. Um, We're almost catching up with Conan O'Brien's podcast. <laughs> yes. So much. So much so. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, you can follow me at Matt Awkward, VHS Fiend on the Instagrams, and make sure you check out the Video Vagrants group on Facebook. Do all that stuff. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Good. Peace. Peace.